0: Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review
1: the classic and not so classic games of the 8 and 16 bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Bucky O'Hare for the NES.
0: Bucky O'Hare for the Nintendo Entertainment System was developed and released by Konami in North America and Japan in January of 1992. It was then released in Europe in February of 1993, so not too far behind. Right on. And this game was directed by Masato Meagawa, who would later this year in 1992
1: leave Konami and become one of the founding members of Treasure. I, I saw that, um... I think I saw there's a couple other people who left for Treasure that were, like, thanked in the credits or something. Mm-hmm. So Now, his credits include Castlevania the Adventure,
0: which we've played. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dynamite Heady, which we've almost covered, like, five uh, times.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's up there on the list. So you'll be seeing that sooner than later. Uh, Gunstar
0: Heroes, he worked on. Radiant Silver Gun. Sin and Punishment. So a lot of well-known and well-loved games. Yeah. But let's really talk about Bucky O'Hare because this game does not exist in a vacuum. In fact, the character of Bucky O'Hare was created by Michael Golden, but more importantly to me, the man Larry Hama. I was really surprised to see that. (laughs) Yes, and if you're not familiar, Larry Hama was a writer for Marvel Comics, and is most well known as the writer of the G.I. Joe comic series but also the bio cards that were on the back of the packages.
1: Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Um, Learning all, you know, he had so much to do with so much of my childhood, and I didn't even know it. Yeah, he is a really cool guy.
0: Um, He is still uh, very active in the world of uh, comics and whatnot, and I think even the G.I. Joe world, so. Oh, wow. He is a very interesting man. If you have uh, extra time, go read about him and go read G.I. Joe the comics, because they're really cool, much better than the cartoon.
1: So I've heard. I I haven't dipped my toe in yet. I have a little bit, and that's one of the, the
0: next big series reads I'm going to get into. Okay. I'm wrapping up a insane long read of uh, Fantastic Four. I'm in like 1985, 86. Wow. I think I'm going to try to push to 90, 91, and then just take a break. <laughs> but Larry Hama created this uh, as a comic book, but not just a comic book. Uh, the Bucky O'Hare character and his friends were meant to be the center of a multimedia empire sure and if you ever look at the designs of the characters he was very smart well i guess that would be the artist uh, michael golden they were very smart to design into the characters action figure like things such as pegs on their belts so that the toys could have pegs where guns went and accessories
1: very clever
0: indeed and uh you know Thanks to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, this comic was picked up and developed into various other properties. Now, I think the comic actually predates a lot of these other things by a few years. Yeah. I think they said they created it in the late 70s, but its first comic appearance was 1984 in an indie comic book. Okay. But, you know, uh, after the Turtles... Everyone was looking for an indie comic book to take and make a billion dollars off of yeah yeah so it did get this video game it got a arcade game from Konami as well. Yeah, I saw that. There was the
1: comic book mm-hmm. of Bucky O'Hare and there was a cartoon as well, which is where I'm most familiar from with it you know I, I remember when the toys and the cartoon came out. I don't remember the cartoon. I do remember seeing the toys, though. I I didn't watch it, but it was just one of many cartoons that, you know, I was like, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Have you gone back and uh, checked it out at all? Uh, I did go and look through the action figures and stuff because I couldn't remember. I was like, maybe, you know, my younger brother might have had some, you know, or something. Mm -hmm. But none of the toys uh, rang a bell. So I, I just don't think I brushed up against it. The intro to the cartoon is pretty rockin' i'd say it's definitely worth checking out i i vaguely remember yeah yeah i should have checked it out
0: ah. it definitely has that like um intro level of animation that is definitely better than the show itself <laughs> yeah 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 Well, Nick, what kind of game is Bucky O'Hare? Well, sir. Also, it... I'm sorry, I had to stop myself from saying Bucky O'Hare and the Little People like a thousand times when trying to talk about this game to anyone. <laughs> In the Little People, what's that from? I don't know why. Like, uh, what is that movie? Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't heard of that. <laughs> well, I guess you're not familiar with, uh, you know. Irish stereotype films from the 30s and 40s? <laughs> I guess not. Well, you should check it out. It's a it's a movie about Darby O'Gill and some leprechauns.
1: Okay, okay. I didn't know if little people meant like little people or like the littles or you know. I think more like leprechauns. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So now that we've gotten that out of the
0: way, yeah. What kind of game is bucky O'Hare that has nothing to do and is nothing like the movie I just mentioned?
1: <laughs> well, sir, it is a side-scrolling action
0: platformer. It definitely is side-scrolling, it is full of platforming, and it's fairly action-packed, so I think those all check out. Well, thanks. I would like to say that you can jump in this game, and what's interesting is that, and it is a different jump depending on the character you use. Yeah, because you do have a selection of five total characters. Five total characters, which is the really interesting part of this game. Uh, you can shoot as well, every character does have a attack, mm-hmm. and they're all different. Yeah. And... You know, normally we like to hold the exciting, spicy, new thing, the different guns or the different characters you get till <laughs> towards the end of this segment. But I think it behooves us to start with them because there's really that's the only difference in gameplay. Yeah. So you start the game as Bucky O'Hare. Yes. You are a green space rabbit. Yes, you are.
1: Captain of the frigate Righteous
0: Indignation.
1: Yeah, What? I, I laughed out loud when I saw that because I, I, I think it's just such a funny and cool name for a spaceship. Uh, I agree. If I ever have a ship or some sort of travel vehicle, (laughs) that's really high up
0: on my my list of names. And Bucky O'Hare is kind of your all-around character. He's Mm -hmm. got a normal attack, which is his shoot. It goes a straight line. Does it go the entire screen? I think so. And what we didn't mention is that not only do you have a jump and a normal attack, Mm -hmm. but if you hold your attack button down, you have a special. Yes. And for some people, it's an attack, and for some it is not. Correct. And for Bucky, it is not. No, it's a it's a super jump. Yeah, and it's really tall.
1: It makes sense him being a rabbit. Yeah, yeah. It's not that exciting though. No, um, and he, especially since he already has the best jump, or at least the highest jump, pretty much. Does he normally? I think so. Or I, okay. I felt like it was. So maybe not. I I, I do want to say one thing that also kind of makes Bucky special is that he's the only one who can shoot vertically. That's true, and that is actually very useful indeed. Now, Bucky, as well as everyone else's special powers, like you said, are activated. You have a little meter that when you hold down your button, it'll start charging up. uh, And you can lengthen the meter by getting some Mm -hmm. pickups. We'll talk about those later. But that uh, not only increases the height of your jump, but it also increases the amount of time it takes to fully get it up there. Although it does feel like even if you have the meter full or extended as far as it'll go, If you get it halfway, you still do like a half jump. You know what I mean? Like you're not losing out necessarily.
0: But that does make it tricky. Uh, There's portions in the later part of the game where you have only the amount of time needed to get that jump off in certain
1: areas. Because you're you're not moving or anything while you're charging. So it's uh, pretty vulnerable. Yes. Now you have four other characters.
0: And what's awesome is that once you have a character, you can switch from them from one to another on the fly by hitting select. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, don't have to go any sub screens. You don't have to pause. And what's also interesting is similar to Mega Man or other games like that, you get to choose the order in which you go rescue each character. Yeah, for the first four levels. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: After Bucky, the second one I got was AFC Blinky. Android first
1: class Blinky.
0: Yes. And he is an odd sprite. Uh, We'll talk more about these sprites later. (laughs) But he is a little shorter than the other characters. Yeah. Which is actually also handy because certain shots will go over his head.
1: Yes. And his gun, though, is very odd. Sometimes it's, awesome, often not. Well, it is, it's is—it's a weird gun because he shoots out a, a little ball that it comes out in a, a downward arc and, and it can bounce off certain uh, surfaces, but it can also destroy ice blocks.
0: Yeah, it's uh, your standard block destroyer. If there's a specialty block, it's the one that can destroy it. It's just that that arc is very awkward. You know, it's excellent when you're dealing with enemies below you. Mm -hmm. But for your normal enemies, it is not fun to try to figure out its weird angle. No, no, it's not. Now, his special
1: move, his charge is pretty awesome. Yeah. When you uh, charge him up, he just has a little kind of rocket pack, if you will. You get a little jet pack action where you can fly for a limited amount of time. Of course, Mm -hmm. Depending on how long you've extended your power meter, and that uh, jetpack will get you almost as high as the Bucky's jump. Generally, yeah. If you,
0: yeah. But uh, maxed out or whatnot. But the real cool part about it is that you can also go just straight across or at a forty-five degree angle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I used uh, this power a ton. I did in certain places too, where I'm like, I don't want to deal with jumping. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whenever there was a jump that looked extra tricky to me, I was like, Nope, I'm switching to this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after him, I rescued Deadeye Duck, arguably the coolest character.
1: Yeah, um, he's he's cool because he has a, a short range uh, spread shot, a three way shot. Oh, no, I think he's the coolest because he's got four arms. Well, that is awesome. I, I didn't really know it from the game, but when I was going back and checking out some figures, I was like, oh, that's really cool. I've always liked characters with extra arms, especially as a kid. So if I had known that, he might have snuck his way into something, you know? Oh, yeah. And that uh, triple shot does not fire as far as the other ones. No, and,
0: you know, it's it's
1: not like Bucky. You can't shoot up, so it's left or right
0: only. And I also feel like it's weaker than Bucky's normal shot. I could see that. Uh... I mean, I felt like it was that a certain boss we'll get into, but it is extremely useful because there are plenty of times that you can take out an enemy with him that you could not get to normally with anyone else. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Now, his charge is really weird and hard to use. As far as I'm concerned. I agree. Because first of all, I mean, I guess he has four arms, but it's weird that a duck gets to, he gets the wall climb power. And it's not your standard wall climb by any stretch of the imagination. No, it, you you know, first of all, you charge up to see, you'll start glowing when you release your button. So depending on how far you charge, the longer you get and you can climb up a wall, it's kind of awkward and... Because you have to jump into the wall, press into it, and then
0: once you're attached, then you can start climbing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it does not feel smooth or anything no 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 (laughs) and i really only used this when i had to same here Uh, next up is the character jenny yeah she's a cat lady Mm -hmm. she fires a laser
1: beam that is super fast it looks cool i I was kind of disappointed it wasn't more powerful or useful kind of
0: yeah because even though it's stronger it is weaker so you can really spam the button but it doesn't seem to you know do more damage in the long run than than bucky's gun yeah And she also has a pretty interesting special attack that I also felt was kind of a letdown.
1: Yeah, she has psychic powers, I guess. Uh, From what I read, it might be a secret from most of the team or something. Uh, And Mm. it manifests itself here in that she generates a kind of fireball that you can then use your D-pad to guide around the screen. And
0: the word guide here is used very loosely because you are not controlling that one-to-one.
1: It's very tricky. Luckily, it's not really required.
0: And it's a fairly large projectile, so therefore, the only times I ever used it were, I think actually was in a boss fight that we'll get to, where I was stuck in an awkward spot, but
1: safe. I actually tried to use it a lot on the bosses, because quite a few of them, you can get to a spot where you normally wouldn't be able to shoot them, and they can't shoot you, but yeah, you can send it down, and, and if you're good at kind of moving it and keeping it tight, it's one of those attacks that does more damage over time so oh. you can really it can be really strong you can take out certain bosses or parts of boss forms pretty quickly okay cool i can't wait to hear how many times you used it that i wish i had ah, well um let me put it this way if i was half as good as the guy in the video i watched <laughs> i was like oh man he's annihilating these bosses but
0: Now, what's interesting is that with her, the longer you hold down the button and charge it, the stronger the orb is and the larger it is. It doesn't change the amount of time it exists or anything like that. That is weird, but kind of cool. It's just different than our other characters. Mm -hmm. And then we have our final and least exciting of all the characters. (laughs) Uh, The one that we, you know, I don't know if we've ever mentioned on the show, but it's just a really big pet peeve of Nick and I and most 80s properties. And that is the kid character that I guess I'm supposed to identify with.
1: Yeah, and you know, in if we say compared to Ninja Turtles where they're mutants in a real world of people. This takes place in the Anniverse, where everyone's people, but he's the or I mean everyone's animals, but he's from our dimension, yeah. so. Yeah. It's another one where it's like, "Yeah, come on. Why has it got to be a kid?" Yeah, Willie do Now, they did make him like a super
0: genius, which is kind of cool. Yeah. That's something. Gives him something else than just being the annoying kid along for the ride, <laughs> you know, i.e. Transformers, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at least in the
1: game, he does uh, have his uses. Well, yeah, because he has a... His normal gun is like a laser gun, but his special power is you can charge up and get a super shot. And it is a super strong shot. I, I used it a fair amount I, once yeah, I had him. It's, it's, it's kind of tough since you have to charge up and you can't move while you're doing it, but... It's really useful for bosses and stuff because it is, I'm pretty sure, the strongest weapon in the game.
0: I think you are correct. As we mentioned, you have these characters, but when you get them, they do not have their full power. That's true. To get to full power, you need to find power-ups that are green coins with a P on them. Mm -hmm. And it takes two to get you to full. Is that correct? It's two or three, I think. It's somewhere in there. But once you have found the p coins or whatever Uh those are permanent changes to your character they always will have that extra power
1: right i think if you continue they go away well i cheated so i never continued um i cheated because of that (laughs) i was like no way (laughs) because you also in addition to powering up your your power meter you you also can lengthen your life meter yeah that is another power up you'll find it is a coin that has an
0: l on it yeah yeah And not only does it increase the size of your health gauge, it also fills it. Yes, which is nice. And much like G.I. Joe, there becomes this second part of the game where you definitely want to always switch to whatever character doesn't have his life or power meter filled up to collect those different coins when you see them. Yes. Fortunately, it doesn't take as long. No. And they're much more abundant. Yeah, yeah. Now, the other power ups you're going to find is the classic uh, one up. Mm hmm pretty uh
1: generously frequent in this game
0: oh yeah uh, i ended with like a ton of lives and i still and even though i was cheating i still would just burn through some of them because it's uh, you know i wasn't about yeah. to <laughs> go to that save state when i was like well, i got five lives i'm just gonna keep oh, trying yeah. this chunk over and over again absolutely and then we have the final and most useless power up that is the one with the is there anything on it or is it just a coin i think it's just a green coin
1: it's it's your bonus yeah, well, it's three thousand points Sweet. And what do points do for you in this game? Uh, Nothing. I'm pretty sure there may be a one yeah. up at some point, but this game's already thrown enough at you. Yeah, once I realized that this was uh, what it was, I just avoided
0: them. I was like, I'm not going out of my way to risk anything to get this. (laughs) If If it's on my way, I've got it. Yes, yes. If I have to make an extra jump to get it, no thank you. No thank you. And that's it. This game is fairly simple in that aspect. There's not a lot of power-ups. It's mainly about switching between those characters. Mm -hmm. Now, when you die, it's also pretty forgiving. You start at the area that you died at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which they're pretty good with
1: their checkpoints. Absolutely. Every level is pretty much divided into anywhere between like 10 or 14 um, acts. Yeah. And uh, you pretty much start at whichever one of those you were at. So that's nice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And as we said, there are
0: continues. They are infinite. You can start whenever. You just do lose some of your stuff, such as your
1: power levels, when you continue. Right. And this game does have a password. Yes. So that's I never that. used it. <laughs>
0: but they you, do give it to you whenever you finish a
1: stage. Yes, it's, it's pretty nice.
0: Well, Nick, this is Konami, a triple A game company, especially this time. And they're mm-hmm. working with A property comes from a comic book. Please tell me.
1: This is a pretty good manual with some good artwork. I will. I will tell you that, Eric, because it is. It's... uh, Yes. (laughs) 21 pages. Um, It's mostly black and white with some... That's all right. ...really good character art. I don't know if it's maybe just lifted straight out of the comics, but it, it looks... It's solid. I'm sure they had every kind of artwork sheets they needed out there for merchandising which I gotta say I, I never really paid attention to it but on say the like the box art mm-hmm. or the pictures like if you look at Bucky O'Hare's face he's pretty intense like he's got a real like I don't know it's kind of scary I think it makes me think more of like Watership Down or these scary rabbit
0: <laughs> what well, to me it's kind of uh, more like war comics like G.I. Joe or you know the in yeah. Commandos that kind of thing Sergeant Rock yeah. He's got that grimace. He's got that, like, <laughs> war hero grimace that you'd see in those old pulp covers. He's hardcore, man. So,
1: yeah. So you get some of that cool stuff. It has a pretty lengthy enemy section as well. Which is interesting because the enemies of this game are almost all Toads. Yeah, there's not a huge variety, but, but there's... Some... They, they do find
0: different types of Toads to give you.
1: To yeah, find. yeah. As well as a few weird robots, but... Mm-hmm. kind of strangely you know you do get some screenshots but they're in color while the rest is only black and white that is odd it does go through the story and the konami puns are back baby oh good <laughs> so you get some weird jokes in there it's totally gets used a lot um in that way it's not quite as uh, egregious as some of the other games but i still liked it story-wise uh, it takes place in the anniverse, and there's the. This it, is a pretty heavy story, or at least there's a lot going on. Well, yeah, uh, because it's there's the complex, which is a acronym of which is like a super toad computer that runs their thing, and he commands the toad air marshal, who's our villain, mm-hmm. to uh, kidnap your crew, and then basically you got to rescue him. Do they mention space at all? The final frontier.
0: Uh, a little, no, wasn't. the sentient protoplasm against colonial encroachment. <laughs> no, I that's look- the
1: organization
0: that Bucky O'Hare
1: represents. Uh, that I didn't know that that's awesome. It is, I'm not sure what complex actually stands for. So, mm-hmm. I, I tried looking, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Ah, oh, bummer, mm-hmm. but yeah, it goes through your controls and items. Uh, you get a brief level preview for the first five levels and, and a notes section. So, there you go, Pretty pretty good all around, I guess. Yeah, as long as it's got a note section where I can write those sweet passwords down, Mm
0: -mm. you know I'm happy. Amen. So, Nick, what was your personal history with Bucky O'Hare for the NES? I never really played this game before. I remember seeing it in Nintendo Power. Yeah, and I thought mm, it looks all right. Yeah. that's kind of where it ended. I also remember seeing the toys in the toy aisle, but ninety two was the very you know that era was the very end of my toy buying days. Same here. Uh, it, it it slipped past my radar, you know. And sadly, I've never watched a full episode of the show or read the comic, but. As weird as this is, I might go back and and check out some of these comics.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if Larry Hama's in there, I I, I find it baffling and even more interesting than, you know what I mean? Just to see what it's really like. For sure. So then, what was your more recent experience with this game? Well, I beat this game. Mm -hmm. Um, I cheated shamelessly and quite frequently uh, at certain points. Especially in the... There's certain levels that just require
0: it, as far as I'm concerned. Unless you want to spend... A great deal of time memorizing the levels layout and when the next jump is
1: certain. Yeah, uh, all of the I'm sure we'll talk about this a little more. But I found that generally almost every level had at least one section, one or two Mm. acts long where it was just like, oh, man, these like difficulty
0: spikes for sure. Uh, I think I played this about four or five times, to be honest with you, because I really only played about usually one level at a time. Same here. Uh, and yeah, like you said, it was a little frustrating because I, I definitely thought at the beginning I would not be cheating nearly as
1: much. Same here. Um, in fact, it reminded me there there was a time a few years ago where I went and played this game a little bit because I'd always I had actually heard that it was a pretty solid game mm-hmm. that was a you know late NES game so it was ignored and I went to check it out but ran into some difficulties. Like, well, it's that first the first chunk of every
0: planet uh you know as we'll talk about you get to choose which planet you go to the first act or two is always pretty easy and it really wards you up yeah yeah for... <laughs> and like you said then then you hit like a chunk where you're like what this is so incredibly hard is this the same level this it the same game like <laughs> exactly uh so yeah i think i
1: played about six times say, over the course of a couple of days it was at least six because any time i would beat a level i would i would kind of get that rush i'm like no i'm going to keep going because i had tried to put myself on a one level per day at least minimum mm-hmm. and then i would always play uh 40 50 percent of a level till i got to that tough part and then it'd just be like oh, i don't want to deal with this today so <laughs> put it off right. C- come back later when i'm less frustrated same
0: All right, folks, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying this game has uh, a lot of really cool concepts. It has a lot of that Konami shine on it, Mm -hmm. but it also has a lot of pit deaths. Uh, Yes, a lot. (laughs) So many pit deaths, man. Like, uh, you got
1: the pit deaths out of this game. It would be one fourth as hard. Absolutely. Uh, And hey, let's not ignore the spike deaths as well because <laughs> you're right they're right up there <laughs> they're out in force and uh, I, I hate to start on a downer but it's just
0: that that tinges so much of this game's enjoyment I, yeah i know exactly what you mean i really it- love the aspect of changing characters yeah and how quickly and easily you can do it yeah yeah like that's so cool character designs they're all right i don't think they do as good a job of capturing the feel of the characters from their comic book or cartoon counterpoint as they did say Mm -hmm. with the turtles or other things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you know i still like the world i like the backgrounds it's just that it's just so frustrating when you're halfway through this level and you're just at oh these next four screens are going to be nothing but spikes and jumps
1: yes it's it's brutal man and like there's so many set pieces or areas you know where you get into it and it's something from another game okay here um for example much like Mega Man, this has a level with some disappearing block sections. Yeah, cool. Pretty we tough. know how that works. Yeah, but they're like, all right, there's spikes all over the floor. That sucks. But hey, why not put mm-hmm. them on the ceiling and then make you have to do it in like a V shape where I was like, what is going on? This is 10 times harder than anything in this game or in this entire level. Mm-hmm. And you just have these, you know, there'll be these two or three screens or where the Battletoad snakes appear. I about. Yeah peed my pants with fury because when i first saw them, i was actually excited and i was like you know what here we go this game you know because i gave battletoads a hard time about stuff where i was like yeah just have it be a little part of a level or something i i really thought we're going to see how it's done right here but no even though they're mercifully much shorter than the battletoads ones it's still like three screens in a row really hard lots of deaths and i'm sure we'll get into it more then but there's a point in that area where if you don't just
0: start moving right away you you're stuck. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. You have to t- kill yourself. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> and I was like, what is that crap? Like you, there should not be a part of a level where if I don't just hit the ground running without any knowledge, that's what I have to do. <laughs> then I have to just commit suicide.
1: Ah, Like, uh, I don't know. This this has some really hard parts that are, are hard in a frustrating way. You know, it makes it feel kind of oh, yeah. unfair, you know,
0: and, and that's where I would burn through my lives because I was like, just, I can just got to do this. You yeah. Just got to run and jump. to do this thing over and over and over. And then once I went through like six in a row, I'd be like, "All right, now it's going to go back to that safe state." Yeah. Now, now I know what to do. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm going to do it, but at least I can keep trying from that point of advantage. Indeed. Now, as far as uh music goes in this game, I thought it was pretty good, but you know, Konami good. Konami's not going to put out some bad music, but this isn't to the level of Castlevania or
1: yeah, I Contra. I actually like the music quite a bit because if it, it feels like. Mega Man music from an alternate dimension or so like it's like Konami doing mega or going for it so it's it's kind of a poppier vibe than you know what I mean it's not as it's not as rock centric yes yeah so um I kind of liked it and it it definitely like um yeah well whatever I kind of liked it
0: (laughs) (laughs) and like I said you know the character sprites I was just not a fan of really any of them they all are a little awkward and Size or proportion, and a lot of that goes back to the actual characters themselves, which are all mm-hmm. pretty unique and weird looking. But I do want to have to say that Bucky O'Hare, as a protagonist, is not a cool looking character at all. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, he, he look. I mean, Larry Hama was probably what in his thirties or so when he made this guy. Yeah, late twenties. He has a very Buck Rogers kind of vibe.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I can see that,
0: and that's just not cool. It hasn't been cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, once Star Wars came out, like, I want that. That was it. Like, I either want shiny space people or I want like the dirty space. I don't want like a fringed space captain that could also lead a marching band. What about like Flash Gordon?
1: Yeah, no, not cool. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. I mean, I like that movie. The music's great. It's just not a cool looking character. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon fans unite and let Eric know at cartridge yeah, command I, at gmail.com how mad you are and how cool the character designs truly are now you probably all think the phantom looks really cool too well i'm a more <laughs> of a mandrake the magician
0: guy he's pretty sweet but uh <laughs> i like his ring and that's about it but the other characters have a lot more going on that's really hard to bring to the nes yeah. you know like you said, you didn't realize that Deadeye Duck has four arms.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had
0: no idea. <laughs> and that cat character looks nothing like she's drawn in any of the promotional work
1: I've seen. <laughs> I mean, I will say this from at least from what I saw in the manual and stuff, I, I could always tell who's who and stuff. So it that's wasn't, true. That's true. I, I think the game really graphically shines in the backgrounds. They all are oh, super cool. Yes. And, uh, you know, the levels themselves. For the most part, are real interesting.
0: Like, there's a lot of really cool ideas going on here. Yeah, yeah. It's just that often they are lost because you're in an area that's too hard or too short to really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of weird. Like most levels have at least one or two kind of neat things. If it's even if it's not a like a graphical trick or something, it's just pales in comparison. It's eclipsed by those the evil rooms. Indeed. Like this game really. Uh, c- Trick you at first because it, the first level, or I'm, if you know, we'll say the green planet, but it can really seem easy at first where you're platforming kind of standard stuff, fighting enemies, shooting them. When you get hit, you have a really long life bar and you barely take damage. And then boom, it rubs your face in a spike pit. Like the next screen you're like, oh,
0: yeah, because you know, we didn't really talk about that that much. Once you have your life meter filled
1: up, you barely are going to have to worry about dying from being hit ever. You know, maybe in a few bosses when I screwed up, but in the actual levels, it was like life a plenty. They give you tons of life. And at a certain point, I re- I just knew I was going to be getting
0: so much life that I would take hits from a lot of enemies because I mean, I, who cares? It didn't matter.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would have been nice to have like a medium ground between the super easy parts of the game and then just the few super hard ones. Yes. And I think the game controls okay. Like there's nothing too crazy going on. Uh, I I not entirely sold on the charge up thing it's it, it you know yeah. it, you can't really like use it on the fly or you know it, it's only made no, for it's always certain very deliberate yeah yeah Where you got to use this here which makes me wonder you know going back where would you just be screwed if you got to certain places and you couldn't do a full meter super jump for bucky or you couldn't climb far enough because you hadn't powered up dead-eyed duck enough you know like would you just be screwed and you gotta die and start over i don't know you can't farm for those things really right no you cannot and you almost said dead-eye dick there didn't you <laughs> i almost did what well about, you were gonna sing mary moe i know it oh she's a vegetarian no that's a that's a kurt vonnegut book too isn't it dead-eye dick
0: yeah her character
1: big. yeah yeah no i'm sure more people <laughs> know mary moe <laughs> You know, at this point, I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) I don't know if they have the enduring appeal of one of America's greatest authors.
0: Yeah. I was like, I I probably, (laughs) Kurt Vonnegut's probably a little higher up than she don't eat meat, but she sure likes the bone.
1: Well, you wrote that book for the song, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, for example, there's one of the four planets we, which we'll talk about soon is the ice planet and you need AFC Blinky to break the blocks, right? But you can choose which one to go to. So what if you choose that first? Are you just screwed? Like you obviously can't go through the level. Is there a way to exit? I think you just have to kill yourself. Like it's kind of, there, there's certain things that seem uh, half-baked kind of ideas that, yeah you know what I mean? They're cool, but don't fit or incorporated properly, I, I guess. I feel like that is the
0: entire gist of this game. Yeah, yeah. So many good ideas, just never pulled off quite right. All right, here we are in the level-by-level level portion of our show, and this game starts you off with a choice between four levels, all represented as different color planets. Yeah. And did you just go in clockwise order? I went left to right, so. That's, yeah, I mean, because each planet gets larger if you go in that direction.
1: Yeah, kind of, yeah, I started with the green planet. Uh Yeah, I started smallest to largest. I think it's the best place to start. It's clearly the easiest level.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the green planet is your kind of foresty
1: starter world. Sure. Yeah. It's, you know, you have a good long horizontal platforming section, which while there are pits, they're pretty easy to avoid. If you fight mm-hmm. the first of many toads. The standard running and uh, shooting toad. Uh,
0: now, the weird part of this area but is those Contra style turrets that are on the wall. Yeah. And we didn't mention Bucky can also shoot down if you do jump. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh- I- I it's didn't just use very it. awkward.
1: Yeah, I didn't use it much.
0: No, uh, the second area though, that's where things get a little tricky because it is a vertical section where you climb a tree, and there are these exploding spiders that, man, I could never get the hang of. Like, I just was, just I had to avoid.
1: Yeah, they will just send part spider particles, I guess, out at you <laughs> when they jet. You have inchworms. There's some like beehives, right? Mm-hmm. A few toes, and then you're back to a horizontal section,
0: and this is where things start getting real tricky, real fast.
1: Yeah, this is a nice nighttime forest section that looks cool. I, I something uh an effect that I think they use pretty well here graphically, kind of like the Batman NES game where it's black with or everything looks like shadowed. So you you're not mm-hmm. seeing, you know what I mean? You're just seeing sections of the trees. I don't know. I, I think it looks cool. It does. You
0: know what else you're not seeing? Uh the difference between the platforms on the trees that fall away
1: underneath you and the yeah. ones that don't. Certain ones do, and you you pretty much have to memorize it. Yeah, and the whole time you're over moving water. So if you fall in that water, you're dead. That's true. You get some cool uh, pulley platforms, hanging, swinging lines that look really good the way they swing left and right. You know, it is just a line, but it's very smooth. Mm, Yes,
0: way better than like Castlevania 3s. Yeah. Uh, After that, you fall down a waterfall. And I was very confused at what I was doing here because I guess the only thing you're really doing is avoiding rocks flower petals yeah it's hard to say
2: <laughs> yeah
0: after that though then it's when things start getting uh, pretty hairy uh, you are being attacked by an entire fleet of toad ships
1: yeah this in this kind of feels very treasury you know where you have some mild platforming going on but just all of these big toad ships are flying in the background and it, it can kind of freak you out but it's really not that tough especially once you realize you can get on top of them yeah you can jump on them and Just keep pushing like, uh, yeah. Just
0: run across and you'll be clear. You'll make it to the first boss. Well, to me, this boss looks like if Chester had legs, the sock puppet from Syphil and Ollie. (laughs) It's got like weird feather things on the side of its head.
1: So this guy's name is Toadborg. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, (laughs) I'm guessing that he is a cyborg toad then. I guess. I really think it looks like a fish man. Well, that's what like those gill
0: things. That's what gives me those Chester vibes. Absolutely. Yeah, Uh... I I can see that. Now, this boss, super easy once you know what to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got two main attacks, a charge. Don't they all? And when it charges, it hits a wall and then debris
1: falls. But does any of that debris hurt you? I can't remember. I I think some does. I think there's different sizes, so it's kind of... Uh It can be tricky. You just avoid it all. No, and you
0: you jump over him when he runs. It's very easy. Uh, The only part that's tricky is a giant boulder will fall that he will catch, and... If you're using standard video game logic, you're going to try to get away from him. But really, you want to get as close to him as possible.
1: Yeah, it's it's too big to avoid from far away because it, it, it is legitimately big. It's like a quarter of the screen.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: if you get right up on him, though, he throws it over your head, and then you just rinse repeat. Yeah, that's a part that was kind of tricky. I thought because when it hits, it does launch some debris around the ground that can hit you too. Mm-hmm. If you're you got, it, there's a little trickiness into dodging that, but you can just absorb the hit. Probably definitely because that's what I did oh and once you've uh,
0: defeated Toad Borg you rescue the robot Blinky Blinky called Blinky because he only has one eye yes although I feel like his sprite looks like he has two eyes his sprite is a little weird I mean his sprite is super weird I didn't even get into that in the chat his sprite to me looks like he is a stuffed animal or something in this world because his limbs are all like weirdly shaped as well
1: yeah it's a strange little guy um very weird now if you go
0: ahead and take him to the next level as the ice level that's where his his gun will come in extremely useful yes and by extremely useful i mean you have to have it to get through this level yeah yeah don't
1: hit here without him
0: now the very beginning of this ice level uh as you can guess the ice is slippery but it's not too bad to be honest with you
1: no i actually had very little problem with
0: it uh but i know what you did have problem with though is about two screens in the snakes yeah. Here we go. We get, what, three, four screens of them right in a row? Three. You know, it's hard to say. This level has those snakes, which, you know, they don't travel huge vertical distance like the ones in Battletoads.
1: Yeah, that's true. And they also, they don't have like an end, so you can't miss it, and then you're just screwed. You know what I mean? Like, no, But you although, can not jump on it in time, and then it will come back around and kill you. Well, That's true. If you touch anything on this thing's head, you are dead in one hit yes very disappointing
0: now after you make it through there it's more platforming and you know there's a bunch of different toads introduced in this level there's jetpack toads Mm -hmm. toads that uh have like big old guns uh it's after that spot that i thought was a really interesting part of the level like we said lots of cool concepts this one is you are on a floating iceberg and as you're fighting enemies a plane keeps flying by and bombing and destroying a chunk of the iceberg making it smaller and smaller yes yes cool concept yeah yeah you
1: just gotta last long enough battle your way through
0: uh it's totally undermined by the next section where you are in a vertical shaft and there's a ton of frogs throwing ice blocks and i was just totally lost at this point i didn't even know what to do
1: same here i had to check a video uh of all these you know you'll have these different areas of toads throwing ice blocks but there's always one who throws a spiked ball which will destroy ice blocks and the floor so you have to be constantly shooting these ice blocks so that that spike ball can blast a, a hole down for you to advance. And the timing on that is not
0: fun. It is weird. Like you can just be sp- spamming the button and you'll never sync the timing correctly. You have to really get the exact right timing to have the blocks gone when that that ball is going to fall with the spikes on it.
1: Yeah, it's uh pretty frustrating. And you have
0: to do it for like for, for more levels than I would like down. Yes. But then <laughs> once you've made it past that spot. It's not over cuz then you're just being chased by those various spike balls.
1: Yeah, not as bad as it's it may sound. No. Uh
0: after that is an area with the platforms that just move up and down. Fairly easy to get through, I thought.
1: Yeah, I like this area because it has these like wires hanging these orbs. Kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of uh the Gemini Man stage in Mega Man 3 that, you know, you can destroy them to try to find hidden items and stuff.
0: What I don't like is that sometimes the hidden item is an enemy
1: yeah. <laughs> and I always got hit by them. Generally, yes, I was as well.
0: And then soon after that, you are at the boss.
1: Al Negator.
0: Yes, Al Negator. Now, Al Negator, at first, I died at this
1: boss a lot. Same here. I did not understand what to do. But once I figured it out, then the boss became very easy. Yeah, it's an interesting concept because you're you're like in a sewer kind of room and he's on the right side. The ceiling is lined with stalactites and, you know, he'll shoot some things at you, but every so often he like freezes the water so that it creates a new floor level. So he's slowly building onto the, the ground, essentially moving it up towards the spikes at the ceiling. Yeah.
0: And you
1: can be frozen
0: in place if you are in the water
1: when he freezes it. Yeah. So you want to like time a jump when you see that happening. And if you touch those spikes at the top, you are dead. Yeah, so it can get tight if it it keeps moving up. But if you get close to
0: him, because this is a game where the number of bullets you have on screen is dependent. You only can have so many. So if you get close to an enemy, you have more bullets out there. Mm -hmm. If you get close enough to him and you time your jumps right so you never get frozen. Right. It's pretty easy to dodge his normal attack.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's all about just blasting him as fast as you can before you get crushed.
0: Yeah, and if you are on it, you can destroy him before you're even halfway up the screen. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. But I died at least twice just running out of time because I didn't realize you had to be so close and I would get frozen, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I was always trying to stay on the left side to give me more time to dodge, but you won't be able to shoot him fast enough from there. At least I could. No,
0: no, exactly. You have to be on the his side of the screen to get enough shots in. Yeah. Now, once you've defeated uh, Mr. Negator, you rescue your next crewmate. In this case, the lady cat named... Jenny. Jenny. You get your password, and you move on to the next planet, possibly the red planet.
1: Indeed, if you choose this planet, it may surprise you to learn that the red planet is a fiery planet. Now,
0: we didn't mention, but I do like the fact that while you're choosing these four planets in the background, you do see the Toad's main warship bouncing around in the background.
1: Yeah, yeah. That is like, it's pretty
0: cool. Mm-hmm. Like you said, this is a volcanic uh, fire planet, and these backgrounds are really nice. you get got an awesome, like sunset or skyline with volcanoes in the background yeah yeah and you see a volcano in the background you know they're going to erupt and shower down some some stuff on you
1: that's right so while you're making your way over the rocks and fire pits and avoiding toads you got to look out for those too
0: but that's the easiest part those the the debris not bad what's bad is the tunnels you get into the cave system after that where the ceiling is entirely lined with deadly spikes what is up with that
1: i hate that (laughs) yeah i mean like this next part, it's, you know, you'll have your little fire section. You'll have uh, some boulders you can push, and then you kind of use them to make platforms. It's kind of Cool neat. idea. Yeah, yeah. And it would be totally fine and fun, really, if the ceiling wasn't constantly killing you if you jump too high. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, luckily your character's not a rabbit known for his high jump. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Now, after that section, you might be like, hey, at least I can relax now. I'm through the spikes. <laughs> but you'd be wrong. Because if your least favorite portion of the Mega Man games was when you are being chased by lightning or water or whatever, then I have some bad news.
1: Yeah, this is a, I mean, I would definitely say harder. At least I thought it was way harder than Quick Man's, the laser beam gauntlet you fall down through. Because, yeah, here you've got a downward vertical scrolling section and there are little lava rivers flowing that you just have to keep racing and it's really hard <laughs> you just have to mem-
0: you just have to memorize it and just know exactly where, where to go
1: you do and you it's got a couple tricky like fake outs that might make you think you know you know what i mean it makes you go the wrong way
0: luckily there's never like a power up to fake you out yeah but it is pretty rough and then after that you have a area where the floor is not just lava but insane fire lava that i'm pretty sure is ripped straight out of life
1: force. Yeah, it's a Konami classic. You get that flame arc Like I think out of the that's ground. the exact same sprites as the fire level. It, it looks exactly the same, so I would
0: not be surprised at all. Only uh, you're not in a ship. You're just a much larger sprite, so be very careful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Luckily, ceilings are nice and flat down here. Yes.
0: Uh, and then after that, we got to a point that I found extremely frustrating, and not because I died a lot, but because I had to do it over and over again. Oh, and that yeah. is the climbing section where every single platform is scrolling to the left or the right yes and there are spikes on those sides which are not dangerous like you're never going to run into the spikes if you are careful no they're not that tough to avoid the hard part is there are very few chances to jump between the strata of this level and if you screw up you will fall down many more levels than you have gone up
1: it, it can be quite frustrating I, I didn't think this was as bad as the lava race earlier
0: well, it's definitely not because you don't die, but I was just super frustrated that I kept having to do it over and over again. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. After that, you're going to be riding some uh, tiny boulders over tons of spikes. Mm-hmm. Although I felt like uh, the mechanics of landing on the boulder and moving around on it were pretty forgiving.
1: Yeah, I, honestly, this part wasn't too bad. Uh, it, no. You know? The,
0: I, I was really scared because I was like, oh man, whenever you got to jump on like a thing, it's, it's a huge pain. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you're bombarded with giant boulders as well. But again... I thought they were pretty easy to jump off and on, just as easy as the small ones. Pretty much. The only tricky parts is if you're trying to get extra power-ups through the area.
1: Yeah, as you're riding over these spikes, they'll try to tempt you, but it's generally not worth it, I found. Agreed. And then finally, we have the boss. A weird, weird boss. And it turns out that
0: giant rock you were riding was not a rock at all. (laughs) It was a giant sphere with a toad inside it. It's the toad sentinel.
1: Which is just a big
0: round toad head,
1: I guess, kind of.
0: It's got eyes. Uh huh. It comes apart and it has an arm that shoots like a like a little tiny bullet at you. It has a ball that bounces around the screen and there's a man inside controlling it that you must aim for him to destroy the machine. Yeah. Every other part of it is invincible. So it's I mean, it's not too tough. Well, the bullets and the ball don't really do that much damage to you at all. Yeah. The only danger is that every once in a while, the arms come back in and then the ball rolls around. But again, it moves so slowly that you can jump over it pretty easily and just take your hits. Yeah. You can destroy this enemy lickety split. Yes. Yes. Once you defeated it, you do rescue Deadeye Duck. Woohoo. And then you only have one more planet to go to. The yellow planet. So the yellow planet really starts off with a bang. First of all, it looks awesome
1: yeah i got kind of a moon surface look you got craters uh you can see planets and stars in the background
0: yeah and the parallax scrolling is you know really on point here Mm -hmm. there are these strange robot snakes something yeah you gotta fight they're not too hard to deal with Yeah, they come yeah Uh, then you're like going towards a moon base and you're just fighting a lot of robots
1: sentry guns things like that yeah we see the background toad ships make quite an appearance here yeah and then there's a really interesting area where you
0: are kind of in space mm-hmm. you've left the planet and now you're platforming
1: amongst the stars oh yeah where there's they're like planets or meteors uh-huh that if you when i first got here i was like well now what because <laughs> it <laughs> looks like the background i was like do i just walk off and die and i tried that it didn't work so you next trick no try a jump Yeah. Well, but the crazy part is, is you have to jump on these little tiny
0: meteors that are zooming around and hitch them, hitch a ride on them to the larger planetoids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which and you uh, never know, like it's not
0: easy because it's hard to tell which ones are
1: going where. Yeah. Yeah. They tend to repeat if you just stand and watch to get, you know, figure out which which one you're going to need to to go to. But all in all, that's the key. I I didn't think this was as bad. as No, no. The real bad part is next. Yeah. And that is the
0: platform land where you get on a like a zippy little platform. And at first you're like, oh, this is easy because I don't have to like jump or do anything. As yeah. long as I stay still on it and shoot, nothing's going to hurt me. Right. The problem comes at the very end when you have a second or less to jump off and onto another platform before the one you're on just falls and
1: sends you to your doom. Yeah, this is very much a, a high speed like mine cart thing going on where you're it's passing, impressive yeah it looks good and you're you're passing a lot of like crossed tracks where you know you're going to be doubling back and mm-hmm. it's uh and every
0: time i was like oh I'm, i've got
1: to be at the end there was at least like three or four more it, it does go on for quite a bit and i guess kind of fortunately you can kind of see these repeating patterns in the screens of the tracks so you can start yes. to to guess when or what you got to do but But just when you're comfortable, (laughs) yeah, that's when it's like, hey,
0: do you remember spikes? Because we're going to add a bunch of spikes to this. They're like, we haven't. So now you've got to jump and dodge and duck under them. Yeah, it's all pretty, pretty awful. I that second part, I just, I was not a fan of.
1: No, fortunately, it's not as long as certain other ones. No,
0: and more fortunately, is right after it is the boss. Indeed, which is some sort of like tank.
1: Does it have a fun name? I don't think so. I think it's just like a toad tank. And this Toad Tank has a lot of things going on. It sure does. It's on a, well, the floor here has two little uh, kind of valleys, I guess, or there are two platforms that are a little lower, so you can get down there to avoid many uh, attacks coming from this, the various parts of this Toad Tank. Yeah, I got to the very front one and realized I was trapped. You can't get
0: stuck down. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, well, I'm not good enough to get out of here without getting hit. Uh, but luckily, if you've got Deadeye, you can hit almost all of the stuff on the tank from mm-hmm. that front lower platform it just takes a long time now the tank has missiles that's shooting out that are homing missiles yeah but you can hit them and destroy them it's also shooting out a parallax wave of beams or balls and right in front of it yes and then uh every once in a while it shoots at a giant beam from its mouth and then
1: rams across the screen yes in which case you better be down on one of those lower platforms or you will be crushed yeah, does it is, it? is it an instant kill? I think it is. It
0: very well could be. I definitely know it's say a lot of damage if it's not. And uh, if you're stuck up in the front, that's when I realized I was like, I can't do anything. And it dawned on me I should probably be using the
1: homing missile or the homing attack of the psychic lady, Jenny.
2: Mm, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And it works like a charm here. I'm sure because he has several areas. Do you have to target them in order or can you hit them out of no, you any order. order? That's what I thought. Yeah. And it's a big enough boss to where it it wouldn't be as tough to... Well, once you've taken out the homing missiles, then you are invincible
0: in the sub-portions of that area. Yeah. So, like I said, get Jenny out there, start throwing psychic balls. You can destroy this toad tank fairly quickly.
1: Jenny. Yeah, I went there. And,
0: <laughs>
1: and, and once you have
0: destroyed the tank, you rescue your final crewmate, and that would be Willie, the human boy. Yay. Well, now you've got everyone, you're free, and you can go kick some butt. Oh, wait. Nope. <laughs> you're all instantly captured and imprisoned on the giant toad ship. Yeah. What a what a kick in the guts. Indeed. You're woken uh, by Blinky, your trusty robot friend. And at this point, you can only switch between the two of them. What I do like is at this point, though, it shows you where you're at inside the ship at oh, the beginning of each level. Yeah,
1: you do get a little, like, map thing going on there. I just like the style of it. It looks really cool. I, uh, this is probably my favorite level in the game. even though it's kind of frustrating that you have to re-rescue all the people after you've just gotten the last one. It has Mm -hmm. a, you know, cool, like, infiltration thing going on because you you start off in a cell and you use Blinky's ability to destroy blocks to escape. And, you know, you're fighting some toads. There's conveyor belts and spikes, but not too egregious with the spikes. No. And there's an elevator that
0: takes you up through the different levels of the ship. And yeah. each one has a different prison cell on it.
1: Yeah, so you're like moving up. Basically, sometimes the elevators on the left of your act screen or, or on the right, you kind of snake your way up through these different floors. Uh huh. And once you discover your crewmates and are about to rescue them, the big
0: bad of the game,
1: uh, uh, the, toad, the, toad toad man, the Toad Air Marshal,
0: the Toad Air Marshal comes in and hits them with some sort of ray that makes them turn evil and attack you.
1: yeah. So now you have to fight them, which can be uh, kind of hard. Or at least with uh, the first one, that the psychic lady. Yeah, um, it's one where you just have to play it safe and not try. If she has a very set pattern, she moves. So if you stay yes. in a um, on the like the top right of the screen, on top of some blocks, like that's exactly what I ended up doing. Yeah, where it's like you can only hit her a couple times, but you'll slowly whittle whittle her down.
0: Yeah, because. Uh... She attacks you with the same weapon she normally has, which is really fast. So you don't want to be stuck on the same level with her. Yeah. You want to dodge it as best as possible. Now, as soon as you've rescued her, though, you can use her, which is nice. It is. Yeah. And then the next area is that nightmare zone with, with the disappearing blocks. It's the worst. Because they've combined disappearing blocks with lots of spikes and arrow
1: blocks that move back and forth in weird directions. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um it's there. There will be another one later that's even worse. So <laughs> get ready for that. Yeah. Uh, following
0: that, you do have to walk through these areas that have electrified fields that you have to wait for them to go off. And in between,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and I found those to be a little hard because they are so fast and they do a ton of damage.
1: Yeah. It's just you really have to be on your timing. Well, there's and they're quite frequently on conveyor belts too, which doesn't help. Never does. And you know we should say that. This is a pretty straightforward, you're constantly moving up, but they frequently have the exits on the left or right of, of a, a tunnel or there's like an upper and lower exit. So you can actually loop around on accident and have to go through a place if you, you know, you go the wrong way. Which I think I did. I was kind of confused about this area. Well, yeah, uh, th- there's one where it's just like you can find this little dead end area that the only way to get there is through an elevator. You get like a one up and then you have to backtrack. Mm. Not worth it.
0: The next hero you find is Willie. And uh, I thought he was actually fairly easy because once he is uh, attacked or once he becomes evil, he just just walks
1: back and forth basically shooting. So it's a very easy dodge of his bullets if you have yeah if you use blinky you can destroy some of the blocks in this like wall and you can get up to a total safe spot and then got it you can either use that psychic fireball or even this is a rare area where since he's on the bottom you could just keep shooting with blinky and you'll slowly get him and then following that is your favorite part of the game Ah, here it comes man this was where the the true test of my ability to (laughs) save state as fast as possible Oh, I'm
0: with you because if you thought spikes were not fun and you thought the disappearing platforms were not fun, what if in between those we made platforms that just drive you right into the spikes? (laughs) Because that's what this whole area is. I wanted it is awful.
1: I tried so hard to use Blinky's jetpack to try to skip these, and it just could so it was even harder, you know, because yeah, his his, wobbly controls, and since everything is lined in death spikes, you're it's ugh and then right after
0: that is uh dig dug's level yeah where there's all these like things you have to to shoot or else you will die if you touch them
1: they look like spiked balls kind of mines or something but littered throughout are rocks that will also fall and crush you yes and since this is an elevator shaft you're going up the floor is scaling up so you have to if you can shoot fast enough it's not too bad but it is very unforgiving with the hit detection you will just die in one hit if if mm-hmm. a pixel of your ear touches
0: one of these and the final portion of this elevator stage is the always fun dodging a maze of spikes as you run back and forth
1: mm-hmm. and hey there's some toads there too to help
0: you out to make it extra fun <laughs> yeah now dead Eye duck is the last guy you got to save here uh and but once you have Willie, it shouldn't be that hard because a couple well-placed uh charge shots can really Oh, I bet. Tear through him fast.
1: This guy won't attack you very much if you just stay on the left. So I just stayed over there and used the psychic fireball on him. And when he would come down to my level, he'll like shoot once or twice and you can dodge it. Then you move on.
0: What I do like is that the boss of this level is the fact that you have fought all of your friends. They are the bosses. So once you've rescued all four, you're done and you move on to the next area. Yeah. The salvage shoot. And right away, you're faced with a very weird enemy. The one that splits apart with the little toads in
1: it? Yes, it is the Triborg, I believe. Oh, of course. There's a picture of it in the manual, and it actually has three faces. There's like a a head, a chest face, and then a pelvis face, if you will.
0: Great. And this level (laughs) is awful because it has these exposed wires, I guess, that are not only instant death, but have the worst hitbox around them of all time.
1: You have to avoid them. And it is luckily, there's not a ton of them.
0: No, I just had to fly. I, I would jet back oh, over sure. them every time.
1: Yep, makes sense. You have a downward vertical section with some spike presses you have to avoid. But those are nothing compared to some of the other annoying parts we dealt with before. The real
0: hard part is right after the spikes. When you're in the tunnel with those pink creatures. Yeah, there's like, I don't even, they're like a beetle kind of thing? Or a... All I know is that the only way I made it through them was to save state between each one and then very carefully learn the exact place to
1: jetpack around them. Oh, sure. You, you can jump them. It, it, there's a weird timing to it that I was actually able to get but with Bucky, where you kind of just have to ignore them and jump, and then they'll move out of your way, kind of. Uh, it's it's hard to explain. I see. The only thing worse than that is the next section, where there's just a ton of bugs flying up and down,
0: not unlike the drills in Mega Man, except for these ones are not impeded by any uh, anything on the screen. They go across the entire screen. Yep. And... You just have to be very careful
1: and just wait. Not not too tough. No. Our next section has one of my favorite little touches in this game where, you know, you're going through another kind of high tech area and there are these little like blobs on the ceiling. They are totally brain slugs. Or, yeah, brain slugs. They will fall down and attach to you and then they kind of stick on you and you get them off by using some of the ample ceiling spikes and by ramming them into that. Yes. Otherwise, they slow you down. Yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of neat. That is a cool concept for sure. And
0: yeah, then there are uh, two more annoying parts of this level. The one where it's pitch black and there are just a few enemies that
1: light up the area you're going across. This part is a bunch of bull crap. I hate this section um, because they do not provide you with ample lighting. <laughs> like, No. I, I don't know how, like, you have to, because you never know where to stop. You're, you're like, okay, I'm on a platform. If I walk too far, I will die. But I have no frame of reference. And they just, they just don't give you enough of these little lightning bugs. You just have to be super patient because it just takes forever, and eventually
0: one will randomly fly in the area that shows you where to jump. Yeah. But then right after that is another cr- crummy area where you're riding the lava <laughs> on these tiny squares. Yeah. All the while having to jump over these disgusting – I don't even know what they are.
1: I, I don't know. They look like a like a snake coiled up kind of or like a – I don't know. It's a weird little – almost like a tube with those pink things coming out the top and you try to jump over them. They try to hit you stuff to do without falling in lava sometimes. Mm-hmm.
0: But right after that is finally the boss of this area.
1: Yes. The toad battle cruiser.
0: Ah, yes. Uh, it is an ED 209. It is kind of a standard yeah. battle tech mech. It is a robot with two arms and two giant legs underneath it. Bipedal, not unlike a chicken.
1: Yeah. And it kind of hops around and, you can get under its legs but i tried not to
0: well okay first of all let's talk about its three man attacks it has a gauntlet of missiles it shoots out mm-hmm. and once you get the pattern down of those and there are homing missiles oh yeah if you use dead eye duck you can run out and back and take out most of them okay without ever getting damaged then once that's over it drops down to the ground and shoots a laser beam out that you have to duck under yes And then it jumps across the screen and will crush you if you are under its feet when it lands.
1: Which, you don't want that. That's a one-hit kill.
0: Meanwhile, the only thing you can do to hurt it is to attack the orb underneath the platform. Yeah. And then once that's destroyed, then you can attack the toad piloting this vehicle. Yeah. I myself lucked out and at one point wasn't paying attention. And it jumped (laughs) and landed right on top of me. And I was in between the legs.
1: And you, like, shoot upwards? So I just, I was like, oh,
0: real quick, switched directly to Bucky O'Hare and destroyed it very quickly. But that was after I had got into
1: its final phase. Gotcha. Yeah. I had a little trouble but with this fr- at first myself, but Yeah, I did is, just
0: because Deadeye is so weak. His bullets are so weak that it takes forever.
1: This was one of the ones I used the uh psychic cat fireball because And
0: how did you deal with uh avoiding all the missiles then?
1: Uh well I didn't really um I was soaking some damage but I would never charge it all the way so that You know what I mean? I would get like a half shot off, so it would go up there for a little bit, and then I could move. Okay. Or switch back to Bucky to shoot. You know, if you can get it, it it is pretty strong in there, but this boss is, since it's a little larger, it was one of the ones that I was able to
0: to pull it off. Cool. Well, next level, right away, you are in the magma tanker, and I hate this part.
1: Yep, this part sucks. Uh, You start off right away, and a a four-act sequence of horizontal spikes, walls moving-
0: yeah, and it's your standard, like, oh, this is the one spot you can be safe, so wait for it to open, and then you move to the next safe spot. Yeah. Except for there's not enough safe spots, and the movement areas are so tiny and so precise that if you don't get it right away, you are instantly killed.
1: Yes. You. you well, and not only that, you have to charge up. There's a section or two, I think, where, or maybe later, there's a similar place. No, it's,
0: it's right there where you, you gotta, have to charge your jump.
1: Yeah, yeah, or um the climb. But here's the thing is, like, when you stand on top of one of these – say a, a, a horizontal spike press that's coming out you can stand on it but you don't ride it so when it pulls back you'll fall like you, it makes it really hard to charge your stuff up and jump before you lose your advantage you know
0: mm-hmm. uh, the next area is a bunch of bs where you have to dodge more of those lightning spots you know they're so quick and annoying but the cooler part of this map or this level is not the robots that, of course, are going to jump out of the tanks in the background. Come on, at this point. We know it's going to happen when we see tanks of stuff. It is the rotating room puzzles.
1: Oh, yeah. There you
0: are. I, I, I love and hated them. I loved the idea. I hated the execution.
1: Yeah, because it's like a circular wheel of a room that is rotating 90 or 45 degrees at a time. And there's a path that will lead you from the left to the right. um, But you have to use it to kind of drop you to the right spots to uh, it's hard to explain.
0: Yeah, because if you are in the wrong position, it will just dump you into nothing and you will die a pit death.
1: Yeah. Like this would have been it's cool, but it's if it was a smoother animation, it would it would be a lot more forgiving because I really had to be like, okay, after the first one where I. You know, some of these have split paths in the middle, and you're like, well, what the heck do I need to do? I was like, pause it and stare at it. It's like a mental exercise. Like, rotate <laughs> right. this, and then rotate it again, and then what? Okay.
0: And then right after that, your favorites
1: return. Oh, that's right, the snakes. Baby. Only I, this time, weird enemies just drop out of the sky on you when you're riding <laughs> them. Well, and it's there's like, not one, not two, not three, but six screens of snake action. It's all the snake action you could want. It's a
0: regular cobra law over here oh yeah but luckily right after the snakes is our boss and this was quite an easy boss i thought
1: um yeah pretty much it's it's one of your classic the room is the boss there's like a big robotic engine or something on the right
0: yeah and it's got two lasers that like come in and out and they shoot a giant beam
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's a laser on the ceiling that goes back and forth and shoots very infrequently and it's quite easy to dodge Mm -hmm. The hardest part is that there are two jetpack toes that just pop out over and over again. But if you're using the dead eye duck, the spread will get them all the time. And then I realized, even if you're not, you could get right in front of the machine. Yes. And you can almost always turn around and hit them and shoot above with uh, Bucky. And it's not a I I, I, I don't barely ever get hit on this boss. I loved it.
1: Yeah, that's basically what I did. And if you jump over, there's a, a platform on the left. If you feel so inclined, once you've cleared out the. The wall in front of the vulnerable point, It's, it's you can blast it with Willy DeWitt's strong laser.
0: Beat this level, you move on to the next, and now you are playing a shmup. An yeah. awful shmup.
1: You hop on a little scooter, a jet scooter. And the
0: controls of this are awful. I'm just going to put that right out there.
1: Yeah, I they're okay, I guess. I don't know. You do get a, a, a front and rear shot, and you can it's only just, fly as Bucky. Whoa, whoa. You only get that if you're Bucky. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You can switch characters,
0: and then no one else has a rear shot.
1: Oh, really? i never even tried to shoot, switch characters. I didn't think you could.
0: Oh, you can. And you have their normal attacks, but not one that goes behind. Oh. Uh, hmm. So, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. Now, the problem for me was that it just felt very stilted. Like, when you stop, I don't know, like you the, the control's almost too precise here when you're flying. Yeah, I, I can see it. And then you get to the boss of this flying area, and it is super weird. It's like two platforms linked by balls and a toad head.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I guess it shoots some things at you. The two platforms move back and forth. It's super easy. You just have to move up and down, dodging the moving platforms and shooting at it. I had zero trouble with that form. Same uh, It's once you've blown those platforms up, that it becomes a little trickier when the head goes insane and just starts spinning around this, the, the room, shooting out bullets. It's if it touches you that it becomes dangerous.
1: Indeed, so don't let it touch you. No.
0: Once that's over, though, you're free to put your feet on the ground and... Oh, wait, no. Not at all.
1: There's
0: (laughs) another boss right away. One that is also horrible, but easy as pie if you can get it done in the right way.
1: Yeah, it's this weird... It's like a toad space shuttle.
0: Now, what game did we play that has this exact same boss fight?
1: Oh, well, there's a couple in Shooter... Like, I know... Yeah, I mean, a lot of Shooters we have. uh, UN Squadron has one. I
0: think our type Mm -hmm. But basically there's a ship and it is slowly moving around the screen as you work on the front of it, the top, the back, the underbelly, and each chunk has a different set of weapons that will come out and attack you in its own form. And you just have to slowly destroy all of them. The annoying part is, is that the very back portion of the ship Mm -hmm. takes way longer to attack than the other three. (laughs) So for me, I just had to circle it like multiple times where I, you know, everything was dead except for the very rear portion
1: oh sure yeah
0: so i just had to like slowly wait and dodge the the stupid spikes but i didn't really have any trouble with that boss at all
1: the only part that was i thought was kind of tricky is there's kind of a gap at the bottom of the ship that you'll be going under it and the floor of course is spikes and it'll it'll push down and if you're one pixel off man it'll either crush you or push you in the spikes like
0: yeah that's the one part that was a little tricky i realized that and that junction, when their enemies are coming at you, you don't dodge them. You don't dodge the bullets. No. You just take them all. Yeah, you can't move. <laughs> it's it's worth it to take one or two tiny points of life away than to die from the spikes.
1: Absolutely. And then afterwards
0: is the final boss.
1: Finally, we're going to have a reckoning with the Toad Air Marshal. And I think
0: last time we talked about
1: this, I had not beaten the boss.
0: And I wasn't sure if I was going to. <laughs> it's. Uh, I decided... I, I, i fought him for a good 20 minutes and was like I don't, I don't know if i want to finish this yeah i did come back uh you know again with some a fresh sit down mm-hmm. and i was able to beat him but this boss fight is awful
1: it is it's it's not even that cool i saved stated
0: at least like eight times during the boss fight too that's that was my other stipulation
1: oh i believe it man i did quite a few so
0: you are still in your flying mode which is not cool like I wanted to I hate when you fight the final boss in a different form. It's never sure. as good. And the Toad Air Marshal, is that his name? Mhm. He is in a little Bowser vehicle. Yeah. Flying around. And he tosses out a grenade or something. And then this grenade, it can hurt you, but when it hits, it explodes into a spread of bullets. Yeah, usually out of the floor coming up
1: in an array. Yes.
0: And they are not too hard to dodge at first. Yeah. Because meanwhile, you have destroyed the core of this ship. And not unlike the Millennium Falcon trying to escape the Death Star, <laughs> you are at the leading edge of a wave of fire.
1: Yeah, so you can't, you don't have a restricted movement area. As the battle goes on, your area
0: gets smaller and smaller. until so you have what I would say is just under half the screen.
1: Yeah, Somewhere around there, yeah.
0: And there's just not enough room to maneuver around this guy without taking a hit every once in a while.
1: It, yeah, it's tough. And, you know, I, I did a ton of save stating here because it would be like make a, a loop around him, get one or two shots in, dodge some bullets. If I made all that and didn't get hit, pause it, save, keep doing that. Like it still and took forever because I mean, I tried to do it honestly, but it's just long. Like this boss is tough because of the just the it's all the time commitment, you know? Exactly. And I just could not. And you have to be Bucky because. You have to be able to hit from behind.
0: Yeah, yeah, no way. Like, (laughs) this is one of those boss fights where you are not actively fighting the boss. You are just shooting while avoiding the projectiles on the screen. Yeah. And if you hit the boss, that's great. That's never your primary, like, action. Absolutely, yeah. Just hold down turbo if you got it. (laughs) I did not have turbo activated or, you know, the option to do so. So uh, it was a long and not fun fight. I'm sure your thumb thanks you. It does. Now, once you have defeated him, you blow out of there and the ship explodes in a, well, I got to have to, well, I'm going to say not that spectacular of an explosion for a Konami game. Yeah. Yeah, It was all right, I guess. Uh, Uh, You let, you were told the Toad Menace will not be stopped with one victory. The fight will go on, but Bucky O'Hare and his crew won't rest until the, well, the Anniverse is free. Yeah. So let's croak some Toads. Ugh let's do it and then you get a nice uh list of credits over bucky running through the worlds and encountering all the bosses and various enemies of the land yeah pretty cool at the very end you get a thank you for playing a presented by konami and a the end with one final picture of bucky and his crew hot dog And here we are in the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System with four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this a 3.0. Okay, I went with a 4.0. Per I sure. thought you'd go a little higher, especially after hearing how much you love that music. Mm-hmm. Oh, why watch you marry it? No, uh, you know, the music's not bad. I didn't... <laughs> That's my problem. Nothing in this game is bad, you know? Yeah. The sprites are a little muddled for your main characters, but they are distinct. They're colorful. You're never confused as if which one you are or where you're at in the level. Uh, The designs of the levels themselves are interesting and cool with those awesome backgrounds. It's just none of it comes together
1: for me in one complete, like, amazing package. I see what you mean. Um, It doesn't really help it that we played Shantae last. Well, that's true, yeah. I I just really like, you know, for the most part, it's the backgrounds and the music, but none of the characters were fine for what they were, but it just pulled me through. I, I liked looking at this game more than playing it. <laughs> Next up is Challenge Factor, and I gave it a 4.5. Okay, yeah, I gave it a... Uh, I was torn between 4.0 and 4.5. I think it's... There are sections of like a 6.0, or, you know, just horrendously hard. Well, my uh, the reason I went with four point five is the is the final boss. Yeah, ah, you're you're. I agree, four point five it is. But like, there's no way I would ever beat this game without save states. I yeah, this is something where you know if I was a kid, and this is the only game you have a password, so you can start, and it does give you lots of one ups, but it's just like uh, difficult in a brutal and frustrating way. You know? Oh, I do know. Next up is play control, and yes, we've gone out of order. Oh, oh. you're out of order. This whole court is out of order. I know. I I was so confused for a moment (laughs) when looking at my notes. And since
0: I gave uh, the score for Challenge Factor, what did you rank play control, Nick? I gave it a 2.5. I'm really surprised that it's taken 220 plus episodes for that to happen. (laughs) I gave it a 3.0. Yeah. You know, I thought it was a little awkward to do the special moves, but... Luckily, most of the time when you had to do them, they gave you the, the time and space for it. Yeah, yeah. that's. It's just that the jumps all felt pretty good, pretty solid. It's just I never was like the master of my controls the way I want to be like in a Contra or something.
1: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like, I, I wish the charge system was different. Like it was faster or maybe instead of charging up, you'd have like an ammo meter for your specials so you could just do it. And enjoy using your power instead of having to wait until you're forced to, you know? Oh, I do now. I agree. And finally, we have theme and fun. I was torn on this.
0: I I went with a 2.5. So did I. Yeah. I think, you know, theming-wise, it's really good. All of the worlds feel different. The different sections of the ship are interesting and unique. And there's lots of cool ideas in these levels. It's just that there is also not a lot of fun to be had. When you die over and over and over again in the same chunks. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. It's I do like, you know, there's a the level sequencing kind of tells a story. You're going through the ship to escape and stuff. I don't know. And it, it seems pretty faithful to the source material, but that didn't really land for me, you know? Uh huh.
0: So Nick, I ask at the end of every show and I will continue
1: to do so until the sun burns out. Should you play this game? Um, uh, maybe. I don't know, man. I'm re- like there I did enjoy some parts of it, but not as much as I hated certain other parts.
0: I said no. I mean, go watch the intro to the cartoon or most likely probably read the comics. If you want to you know experience some of this interesting and strange world, that's the way to do it because you know this game is fun for about three minutes until you get to that first chunk of whatever in each level and then that's where it all goes downhill
1: yeah yeah i know what you mean like it's not bad but it's not good i you know if you're just out of good games to play (laughs) you could do worse than this but for the most part yeah it's 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 a no
0: Next week's game will be Godzilla, Monster of Monsters, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game, grab your controllers, and play along any way you can.
1: That is right. And if, you know, are you a Bucky O'Hare fan that we just made, man? Or are you one of the aforementioned Flash Gordon or Buck Rogers fans? Let us know how you feel about these franchises at cartridgecommand@gmail.com. You know, we'll read it and maybe talk about it on an episode. Or you can get a hold of us at
0: Cartridge Command on Facebook. Let us know what you think there. Or on Cart Command uh, at the Twitterverse. We'll let you know when new shows drop, etc., etc. But of course, we must go out of our way to thank the awesome and wonderful folks that give to us every month at Patreon.com slash Cartridge Command. It is their support that makes this show possible. Yeah. And for those that don't give but are considering doing so, please do. Every little bit helps. uh, Even a dollar. Is awesome to us. We're just a couple of working class guys that make this show in our spare time. So thank you all so very, very much. Yes, thank you. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game on!
2: 1959
0: is when it came out. Okay. A wily old codger matches wits with the king of the leprechauns and plays matchmaker for his daughter. Oh, that was a Walt Disney production. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. It was like one of the first movies. It, it, it relied heavily on um, forced perspective shots and stuff. Oh, okay. Because like it doesn't have like uh, actual little people in it. It has normal size actors mm. cleverly filmed.
1: Yeah, like the hobbits and yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're good for where we leave off. I'm sure that it has no offensive Irish stereotypes in it at all. Oh, I, yeah.
2: I'm and sure. yes,
0: <laughs> it did have a very young Sean Connery in it.
1: Oh, there we go. I'm sold. Yeah. So that's it for film corner of cartridge. Command. Yeah. <laughs> Darby O'Gill and the little people now playing possibly on Disney. Disney plus <laughs> check it out. <laughs> all right. General chat. All right. Outranks. Colonel chat. It does private chat. No one even wants to talk to him. <laughs> Ugh.
0: All right.